Welcome again to the house of the Lord, and just, uh, yeah, how did I change my shirt so many times in the day? Huh. How did he do that? So thank you, Austin, for helping out with that. Uh, hey, we're looking forward for to Anna and Ethan, hopefully, to be back this summer and uh, helping us with our worship. Thank you for visiting us. If you're here visiting us, and blessings on you. We have invited a friend, our friend, Pastor Kevin Santa Potterot. Hey, hey, come on, come on up here. Super shirts on for a reason, and he'll explain that maybe. But uh, he has a heart for God, a heart for Jesus, and uh, uh, we've. Uh, he has always been willing to come up here. I don't know how a three-hour drive, or maybe give or take a little, and then you got a three-hour drive back by the city. But we're so glad you're here. And uh, we're looking forward to listening and hearing and receiving what God has given you for us. So go for it. God bless. Good morning. It's always good to be back here. And Gary and Carrie, you're special people to us. Uh, Jenny desperately wanted to come, but... uh, Samantha's talking about kids in worship, and uh, our daughter's doing, uh, at our home church, they have kids' worship teams, so for the kids' ministry, kids' church, uh, they have teenagers lead the uh, worship for the kids, and so uh, Samantha's uh, playing keyboard for that, and so she wants to ride home, you know, so <laughs> just details like that. Uh, she's just at that border, you know, now she's 15. She's like, uh, I can see in the future that this is not going to be a problem. I'm just going to drive myself home. And I'm, All right, well, uh, uh, pray for us. No, just kidding. Uh, it's a good time and a good season, uh, but that's why uh, Jenny's not here this morning. Uh, quick update as we're getting started here, since uh, we're part of your missionary family, so might as well give you a, a missionary kind of update here before I jump into the Word. Um, God's been doing some exciting things in the ministry as we, uh, two years ago, Jenny came on the team and uh, kind of took that step of faith and walking through that, and God's continually provided, continually uh, well, then stretched us because they're like, okay, now now that she's on the team and uh, our daughters through a series of events is now homeschooling, and we're like, okay, now we're not really tied to location. So uh, in November, we had the opportunity to go to Belgium and uh, speak at the Assemblies of God College there and do some ministry for the college students. So that was an uh, exciting adventure. Adventure in and of itself, I'll take a whole uh, message probably to uh, traveling during COVID overseas is just an interesting story. Uh, and we ended, uh, we ended up in the middle of a riot and uh, again, uh, this missions and whatnot. But uh, uh, so that, that was fun. And then uh, part of our heart has always been to be able to go to uh, any church across the United States, no matter the size, that's part of why we raise our support and uh, so we thought, okay, how can we do this even more practically? And so in October, or no, in January, we went down to Alabama and kind of set up a base of operation, got an Airbnb so that we could go to some of the churches down there. And so uh, we're just trying new things, saying what, what God would do, how God would uh, uh, provide open doors. And so that was kind of an exciting opportunity to do that as we 
he continues to expand around the country, coming around the corner. Uh, you know, this summer I'm going to be out east again speaking, and uh, we're doing stuff with the Assemblies of God National Prayer Committee. Where in a couple months, uh, this this is not like it's online here or anything. But uh, if uh, if I can, this is kind of just between us. Uh, they're they're going to be uh, launching in uh, Springfield a. Uh, kind of national prayer center uh, right there in Springfield. And so I'm part of the, the board for that, uh, helping that to launch. And so we're excited to see what God will do uh, through that. And you'll hear more about that through regular channels in the near future. Um, one other thing, which will kind of lead into what we have for this morning. Uh, but before that, let me pray. Jesus, in the next few moments, we open ourselves up to you to your word, to our heart. Lord, you know where each person is in their journey, in their adventure with you. And so I pray that we would open ourselves up to taking that next step with you wherever it would lead. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, Jenny, uh, about a couple years ago, uh, launched her podcast, Real Life with Jenny. And if you're, since I know she's spoken here more recently than I have uh, over the last, uh, she would, uh, some of you are following her podcast, and she has been talking about her word for the year is thrive. Now, uh, if you're not familiar with the concept of word for the year, one of the things I've been doing for a while is as the new year is coming, I will pray, God, do you have a word specifically kind of for the year that will be my focal point? Now, there's nothing, you know, magical or anything like that with it, but it's just uh, saying, God, as, you, as I look through this year coming ahead, what is that thing that you maybe want me to focus on? And, and so often there'll be that one word, and it's amazing how God will use that and weave that throughout the year as part of your story. And so Jenny's got this word thrive, and she's been kind of talking through it on the podcast. But uh, in August, I had this kind of this journey with God myself where basically everything that I've looked at in life and kind of God's like, now we're going to simplify. We're going to cut this down. We're going to prune this. We're going to prune that. We're going to prune this. I was talking to one of my board members and he's like, hey, so much pruning is happening in your life. You look over and is that a tree or is that a broom? You know, it's like, what's, what's, I'm just cutting this, cutting that, cutting this. And so I was going through this process and when coming to, you know, this new year, I'm like, I don't have, you know, can I really even come up with a word for the year? What, uh, do I have anything left in me? You know, I'm just going over here in the corner. And I didn't actually come up with a word for the year till it came into the new year. And God gave me a word that I want to talk to you about this morning because I think it is a good word for all of us. And it's the word assignment. Now, some of you, <clears throat> the moment I say that word, you're, 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 you're going to turn me off. So please stay with me for a second because assignment, maybe you have a bad connotation with school. You know, you think about your school assignments and the negative things that, you know, some of us have when we think of those things and have memories and, you know, and don't start twitching on me right now. But, yeah, I mean, just those uh, uh, things from the past that we... but. Assignment has some 
positive things. And one of the things I want you to get in the next few moments, I hope that this brings you some freedom. Because one of the things that I found for myself as I've been journeying through this whole process of pruning and cutting things out and simplifying is that there's a freedom and a release that can come in your life and your walk with Jesus that can be a powerful thing. And part of that is understanding assignment. I'm going to give you one disclaimer as I get this. Now, I've spoken here many times before uh, over the years. Uh, and thanks for inviting me back. So that's, that's, that's good. Uh, but... Uh, one of the practices that I have when I have spoken at a church multiple times is uh, after I get home to, this afternoon, I'll write down what I actually said because, you know, I have my notes and then I, uh, you know, the impromptu stuff that you, you know, throw into your message as you go along uh, so that you don't have to hear my jokes all the time over and over again. You know, some of them you've probably heard 10 times, but, you know, so try to make it a little bit interesting for you so we incorporate, you know, but as I was preparing for this morning, I, God was adding this and adding this and this, and then I go back to my notes and looking through the notes, and I'm like, I haven't talked about some of this before, and God didn't seem to care. So I guess we're going to do that anyways. Uh, we're, so if you've heard any of this that I'm about to share, you know, uh, A for the day for you, I guess, assignment. There you go. You get an A. Uh, but I think the reason why sometimes we need to be reminded of some things. Paul, Paul says, uh, you know, it's no problem for me to say the same things for you, and it's a safeguard for you. So that's uh, what I'm going with. Anyways, uh, now I want you to imagine for a moment that you are back, speaking of the Apostle Paul, you're back uh, in that time period when he's writing letters. And you are one of the churches that he's involved with, and you hear news that he sent you a letter. And it's, you know, it's arrived in your town and it's a letter for your church. That'd been kind of a cool uh, moment. Now, the Bible doesn't say how this worked, but I just imagine that if this happened, they probably uh, at least got in groups or maybe they all gathered together when it was first read. You know, and they, they read through the, the letter together as a church to hear what is happening. So now I just want you to imagine you've come to the service and you're, uh, you're listening through as Paul you know, has written this letter to you about, you know, the great awesomeness of God and the power of God. And it flows as you're, you're listening to it to uh, talking, kind of coming more practical. And he even gets down to how to serve as a, you know, as a family and what that comes together. And then right as they're wrapping it up, right before he says, you know, this is Paul writing with his own hand. He says one thing. And this verse is it found in Colossians chapter 4, verse 17. Tell Archippus, see to it that you complete the ministry you have received in the Lord. What is that like for Archippus? You know, he, he's sitting there, you know, on one of these chairs, and he's hearing this letter, and then Paul says, you know, and I write this with my own hand. Archippus is sitting in the room, and he says, tell Archippus, See to it that you complete the ministry you have received from the Lord. Complete your assignment. 
Whatever Archippus's assignment was, I just love that name. I had to go and look at it, uh, you know, look online, and because uh, I'm not a you know Greek expert, you know, uh, the one that was online was Archippus. So I don't know. I don't know if that's how you say it, but with a guy like with the last name Senapati Rot, no, you just kind of uh, you, you like how these names go, Archippus. You know, uh, but, uh, if you're a Greek scholar, I'm sorry, but uh, now Archippus is there, and he's told to complete the ministry that he's given. Whatever that assignment for him was, God was reminding him through Paul, complete that assignment, whatever that is. And I couldn't help but think about Nehemiah. And the story of Nehemiah is just an amazing thing. You can read the whole book, but uh, Nehemiah is given the responsibility to... uh, rebuild the wall of Jerusalem. So the, they've, there's just been this judgment that's happened and all the walls have been knocked down and there's been, uh, they've been sent into captivity. Now they've come back from captivity, but the walls around Jerusalem haven't been built yet. They're rebuilt back up. And so uh, Nehemiah comes back to Jerusalem with the assignment to rebuild the wall. And in that time period, uh, spoiler alert, you need to know this, uh, they rebuild the wall, okay? Uh, The wall is rebuilt actually in 52 days. That's an amazing thing. After all this time, all of a sudden, in 52 days, the wall's rebuilt. And there's in that account of how this happened, in chapter 3 of Nehemiah, there's this list of names, now, we've just heard Archippus, and then there's this list of names of these people rebuilding the wall. It's just like this person worked on this section, this work person worked on this section, this person worked on this section. Let me just give you a, an example of this. It's in Nehemiah chapter 3 and uh, verse 12. Next to him, Shalom, the son of Aholahash. See, we like these names. It's just uh, Senapati Rotten, and you just feel better when you hear these kind of names. You know, uh, Shalom, the son of Holahesh, a ruler of the half district of Jerusalem, repaired he and his daughters. They did this section. Now, I want you to imagine that you're Shalom, and you and your daughters are assigned to this certain section of the wall. And if you read the whole chapter and kind of dig into it, often their assignment is right in front of their own house. They each were to work on their own house and write whatever is in front of them is where they were to repair the wall. And so these, Shalom and his daughters, you know, spend all day working on rebuilding their section of the wall. And at the end of the day, imagine you're tired you're, you're feeling, you know, like you've maybe made some progress, maybe not made some progress. They're probably more handy, you know, probably more like Pastor Gary than me. Uh, you know, when it comes to handiness, you know, I, I, I don't work with like electricity because I'll just kill people. No, actually, I, I slowly begin working just to, you know, I can change a light bulb now. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, but, you know, there's, uh, maybe they're handy, maybe they're not, but they, they worked all day and then they go and they get to the town center they're all kind of gathered there talking about their day. And maybe they hear someone on the other side of town is struggling. Maybe they hear someone on the other side of town, things are going really well. 
And imagine the emotions that they felt on the inside, hearing the stories. Maybe they feel bad for that other place. And like, maybe we should leave our section of the wall and go work with them. But no, the only time they were supposed to go to another section of the wall was if there was like a battle or something, then they would blow the trumpet and they'd all come to that section. Otherwise, they were supposed to work on their own section of the wall. Now, stay with me here. Uh, there's a reason I'm t- going here. Just you, you got to build this a little bit. So the next day, they got up and worked on their section of the wall. And they worked on their section of the wall and worked on their section 52 days. And all of a sudden... The wall is completed all the way around. And one of the things I'm learning about assignment is that there's a feeling sometimes that we're not doing what someone else's assignment is. And so we feel bad about ourselves. Or we see someone doing very well at their assignment, we're not feeling, we're feeling defeated with our section of the wall. And God just wants to say to us, What he said to Archippus, complete your ministry, complete your assignment. Let me just kind of give you some practical thoughts on this. The first two I'll I'll go rather quickly with, and then the second, the last one I want to kind of, well, you'll see why in a second. The first one, he gives us assignments of spiritual gifts. Those gifts that each of us have been given as we follow Jesus and lean into the gifts of the Spirit, Peter says this in 1 Peter 4, 10 and 11 in the New Living Translation. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies that everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. God's given each of us these gifts. And you don't have to worry that you're not doing what someone else has been gifted to do. If you don't, God doesn't gift you to come up here and speak, you don't have to feel bad that you never preach a message. But if God's given you the gift to help someone... Lean into that because that's your assignment. Whatever it is that God has given you to do, do that with all your strength because that's your section of the wall. And if we all do our section of the wall, the place will get built. You don't have to, hey, you're, you're feeling bad because, oh, you, you know, maybe you go online and you see something. I, I work with pastors all the time. And this happens all the time, you know, they, you know, pastors gathering, they start talking about uh, the pastor down the street, you know, and the, the, that person, you know, either, uh, you know, they look at what they've done with their church or whatever, and oh, wow, that person, you know, uh, your section of the wall. Same applies for you. You may look at someone else in the room and say, wow, they're so gifted, they're so talented. The way they minister, what's gifts of God given you? And do that, your section of the wall. The second example of this is in the area of time. Now, I've spoken multiple times on, on this idea here, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time, other than a couple thoughts, to say that we've all been given an allotment of time. 
It's your allotment of time. Until you go to heaven, this is your time to live. And how you spend your time is not based on how the person across the room is supposed to spend their time. What your assignments for this week are probably different than the person across the room. Whatever you do, what lean into what God has called you to do, whatever that would be. Uh, Jesus was being made fun of by his brothers. I don't know. How this, this, I love how the real the Bible is. You know, uh, Jesus is made fun of by his brothers because they weren't believers. They until after the resurrection, they didn't. Uh, they didn't believe. So uh, they're just mocking him, saying, "You know, you're trying to be a public figure. You should go up to you know the public event." And this is Jesus' reply to them in John seven verse six. Therefore, he told them, "My time is not yet here. For you, any time will do." He's like, I understand my, I only got, I got my assignment. You do what you need to do. I'm going to live my assignment. And again, this is about freedom. This is about releasing you from, because if you don't do what you, uh, someone else is doing, that's okay. Because if you're living in your assignment and you spend your time this week the way God wants you to, that's what's important. That's what's needed. Because, again, that person standing, the Shalom is standing there and is like, this section of the wall may feel so dumb. You know, like, why this section of the wall? You know, this feels like an unimportant section of the wall. But if the whole wall is going to be built, each person has to do their part of the process. And so that gives us freedom as we journey. So you have your assignment of gifts. You have your assignment of time. Now, this is where I want to uh, give a little more time to, is your assignment of prayer. It was several years ago now, I was talking to a lady by the name of Shirley Denius, who was a founding pastor's wife of the church, that's kind of our home church. And we were talking, her and another pastor and I, about this idea of prayer assignment. And she was t saying how in her season, she's now retired, that one of her main assignments in life is prayer, giving herself to prayer. And uh, I had the or my parents talk to my grandfather, uh, who is 103, uh, so the last... It was either this week or the week before they had a chance to talk to him on the phone in Sri Lanka. And, uh, and he said, at this season of my life, all I have, 103, all I have to do is read and pray. He loves it. You know? and that's his assignment at 103. Uh, but that was what Shirley was saying. There's this assignment. And I've been thinking, kind of processing through that a little bit more. Because you're about to get something from a guy who's, you know, uh, being the prayer guy, okay, I have this uh, thing with prayer that uh, I get a lot of needs sent my way. All right, uh, just uh, you're the prayer guy. You know, anyone and everyone sends them their prayer request. If you ever saw that old uh, "I Love Lucy" uh, episode with the chocolates, uh, where they just come off the conveyor belt, you know, and she's supposed to put them in boxes, and uh, her and a friend are trying to put them in boxes as fast as they can, and it's just, uh, you know, and then they eat some, and then they, you know, and it just starts falling off the edge. And so, 
that's kind of my life in prayer. You know, I get to, you know, like one after the, and then on top of that, God has me go out and get it. You know, like, uh, like ask this person how you can pray for him. Ask that pastor how you can pray for them. So I, get, I mean, it's just, just but what I'm going to give you in the next few moments is going to help you, even though, you, even if you never get to have to deal with, you know, my life, because yeah, we each have a different assignment. Uh, but uh, I want you to imagine those things coming down the conveyor belt of prayer. And maybe you go on social media and you see a prayer request. Maybe you, you hear someone uh, after church talk about a, a prayer need. Uh, understanding assignment in prayer is going to be powerfully freeing to you. Because for me, these things come to me. Some things, I pray for them in that moment. I give it to the Lord my assignment for that prayer request is done. Some prayer requests, you know, someone's in the hospital, it may be a week, God lays that on my heart. That's the assignment, and then it's lifted. Some things are long-term assignments of prayer. For example, my wife. It's my long-term assignment to pray for my wife. <laughs> hey, if, if, you're, if you're married or, or have kids, uh, just understand there's probably no one else in the world that is going to pray for them like you are. And so, that's either good or bad news, depending on, on how you're praying for them. But hey, that's part of your long-term assignment of prayer. And the beauty of this is then there's not a guilt when you allow God to say, say, God, what is my assignments in prayer? What are the things that you have me to pray for? And then you can let certain things go. They come to you, and then you let them go. You, you give them to the Lord, and you let them go. You, uh, you find a freedom to praying about certain things and making a difference in certain things. So we've talked about, you know, Archippus. We've talked about Shalom. I'm going to give you another name. Um, his name is Godabaya. Rajapaksa. How many of you have ever heard of Godabai Rajapaksa? Anyone? Anyone? Anyone prayed for Godabai Rajapaksa today? I don't see any hands. I don't know why. Why Mr. Rajapaksa is is a man that you probably never heard of before, and yet the reason why I mention him is because he is the president of Sri Lanka, and Mr. Rajapaksa is a person that the Christians in Sri Lanka probably going to pray for. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you didn't, uh, I didn't, I, I don't follow Sri Lankan politics. <laughs> uh, that's just, uh, you know, not my hobby. But uh, I do, I'm in a group chat with my cousins from over there, and so you, you get a certain amount of stuff that comes through. And, and there's currently riots in Sri Lanka, if you're not, uh, if you're, if you want to go Google it, you can find out that there's curfews. They're shutting down uh, because of the economic situation in Sri Lanka. There is uh, like 13 hours a day. They just shut off the power for everyone in the whole country. Uh, so imagine uh, how that affects your life if you shut down uh, all the power for and they can't uh, get gas. They and they also a lot of their uh, gas is for cooking because the, uh, that's the way they cook, and so they can't get that. And so uh, that's part of the reason why there's riots in the, uh, in the streets and protests and things like that. Now. The majority of you, now in a few moments, will probably pray for Sri Lanka just because I can. I got the microphone. But uh, you're going to leave this service and 
be released from the assignment to pray for Mr. Rajapaksa. There's another guy by the name, I looked up this morning, uh, Ali Bongo. He is the president of a country in Africa called Gabon. Now, again, uh, most of you are not going to have that assignment to pray for those two people. Now, maybe you will. God may lay that on your heart. But we all have our section of the wall, which means that most of you in this room are going to have the assignment when you read the Bible that says pray for those in authority over you, are going to have the assignment to pray for a couple people called Gary and Carrie. Uh, They're going to be part of your assignment. Uh, Austin is going to be part of your assignment of prayer. Uh, There's going to be a guy by the name of Tim Waltz that whether you like him or not, is going to be part of your assignment because he's under authority and if we're going to be obedient to scripture. Uh, Mr. Biden, whether you like him or not, is part of your assignment of prayer. And again, we don't have to like all of our assignments. It's part of that thing that God gives us, our section of the wall. And if we want to be obedient and see what God would do, we fix our section of the wall. And God's looking for people to stand there and do that kind of praying and make a difference by our prayers because the amazing thing is that our prayers make a difference. And if we do our assignment, now I just give you three examples of those assignments. The amazing thing is another time when your name is going to, or when the name is going to be used that's going to be very important. And that is when we walk into heaven. And Jesus says this, Matthew 25, verse 23. His master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. When you get to heaven and you're standing before Jesus, I don't have to give an account for somebody else's assignment. You don't have to give an account for somebody else's assignment. Have you been faithful to your assignment? Those things that are right in front of you that you can make a difference with, that you are called to make a difference with. And he says, good and faithful, Gary. Wouldn't that be, is that, think about that moment. I can tell you if, you know, Lord willing, I'm standing there and I get that and said, you know, well done, Kevin. I will sob. I, will, I mean, that's just, what are you going to do? That's, I mean, that moment. You've worked on your section of the wall day in, day out. Faithful to your spiritual gifts. Faithful to your, uh, your time and how you spend your time. Faithful to those uh, prayer things that God has laid on your heart. Shalom may have gotten to heaven and God's you got your daughters together and you worked on your section of the wall. Well done. You didn't do what someone else's was doing across town. Well done. You know, there's freedom in that. 
There should be a lifting of guilt in that. You get to do your part. And yes, when they were working on the wall, some days they probably didn't want to. <clears throat> some days they're like, you know, I don't like my assignment. I'd like to work on some other section of the wall because that looks more fun over there. You know, they're working on the gates. You know, that, that, the gates are probably really cool to work on. You know, those are, you know, some, sometimes you're going to wake up in the morning and you're going to be like, I'd rather pray for, you know, Mr. Rajapaksa. You know, like, that'd be great. Can I just pray for Mr. Rajapaksa today rather than what my assignment is, you know, after your fight with your spouse and you're like, I don't want to pray for her anymore. You know, like, stop it. You know, and you know, None of you, I realize, but you know, and I have an amazing wife, so I don't have to say anything. But, uh, but you know, I mean, uh, she's probably listening later. You know, so you gotta be careful. Uh, but you know, you each have those moments when you keep working on the wall, anyways, because you're going for the goal of well done, good and faithful servant. That's your goal. And so, as a uh, member of the Assemblies of God National Prayer Committee. I'm going to take some liberty here before I turn it back to Austin because uh, what are they going to do? Not invite me back? You know, what is, that's fine. You know, uh, ten times the charm. You know, I finally annoyed him enough. You know, but I, I want us to take uh, a moment here and just for a few moments, don't worry, don't freak out. You don't have to run out of the room. Just for the next few moments, Let's just turn this room into a prayer meeting. And I'll lead you through it. Don't worry, you're not going to, uh, uh, you know, there's no necessary of rolling in the aisles. We'll do, I'll just walk you through the next few minutes. And I want to, one, pray that God would open our hearts to any assignments of prayer that he has for us. That he would speak to us about those assignments. But then I'm just going to pray through a couple things that I know is just part of our, all of our assignments that we have as part of the body of Christ and part of this church. So you can, however you, you know, you just close yourself in with the Lord in the next few moments. Lord, I thank you that we don't have to be super Christians to come and be with you. You invite us to come in this moment, in this time. And we're going to take just the next few moments to be with you, to enjoy your company. Lord, I pray that every person in this room, wherever they are on their spiritual journey with you, would open their hearts to your presence that's here. They would be awakened to the reality that God is in the room and that you invite us to conversation. Not only do you invite us to conversation, but you allow us to make a difference by our prayer. We could have just got, become a follower of you last week, and this week we can make a difference around the world by our prayer. So, Lord, I, I ask you, to speak specifically to people about assignments of prayer that you have for them. Maybe in this moment, a person will come to mind. I, 
Maybe it's going to be just for today. Maybe it's going to be for this week. I think of a, a pastor lady, a friend of mine who's probably even at this moment announcing to her church that she's got a new assignment I'm leaving. And I pray that you would bless her and bless that church. I think of the the pastor and our a sister church in Brainerd who lost his dad yesterday. Pray you'd be with Heath and comfort that family. Lord, I think about assignments that all of us have of friends and family members that may be far from you. Maybe they were following you at one point and now are a prodigal. Lord, in this moment, we pray for prodigals, assignments you've given us to not give up. May we kind of put a stake in the ground saying those are those prodigals we're not giving up on. You draw them home wherever they are in this moment. Maybe they're friends, maybe they're relatives, whatever it is that you've given us assignments of prayer for these people wherever, if they're waking up and they're uh, processing life, I pray that you'd speak to them in this moment and draw them home. Not home to a church or an institution, but a drawing home to you and your relationship with them. Do as only you can do in their lives. Break chains and lies that they've believed so that they can come home. We think we bring those people to our minds. And if there's something that you would have us even this week to give aside some more time to it, I pray that we would be committed to that process. Lord, part of our assignment, people in this room, is a prayer for this church. I pray right now for a fresh move of your spirit in this place. I pray for an awakening around this neighborhood and around this city. I pray, O oh God, for those who are far from you. We commit as a church to going after you, asking for miracles and signs and wonder of people who are far from you, turning and coming back. Even as I was traveling up here Multiple times the, the image of the valley of dry bones and the rattling came to my mind. And so, Lord, I pray for things that seem dead around here. I speak life and ask for life to happen in things, people who are far from you, that the dead bones would live. Those who seem like they'd never... Lord, I pray for Saul's that would turn into Paul's in this community, in this area, in this region. Lord, we lift up Gary and Carrie and Austin and pray your blessing upon their lives in a new way, a refreshing, a restoring, a, a building into all that you would have, 25 years of faithful service in this place. I remember many, many years ago, there was a palisade coming over here. 
And now, 25 years later, faithfully serving. So, Lord, I pray that this church would hear when they get it into heaven, well done, good and faithful servant. I pray, oh God, because they have not gone to this way or that way, but stayed faithful to the wall, their section of the wall, whatever that is. Lord, I pray for this church, whatever section of the wall, Lord, each individual, whatever assignments you have, I pray that they would lean into their spiritual gifts. They would lean into those things that you've been gifted them with. I pray for fresh infillings, fresh anointings, fresh power to do the assigned thing. Lord, when they're weak and when they're weary, may they feel like giving up. It doesn't seem like anything's happening. I pray, oh God, for a freshness in this place. Lord, a freshness when they wake up tomorrow and they have, their work is there assignment. They don't want to go to that job. They, when they're, they, they're looking at their uh, week ahead and it's like, why God? And I pray for a fresh empowerment from on high. Lord, and if they need someone to encourage them, I pray for that. <laughs> the trumpet would sound and everyone would rally around to that section of the wall and, and, and encourage and build up where it's needed. Lord, I thank you for what you have for us. It's you, your burden is easy. It's light. It's something that we can wear as we walk with you day by day. So we thank you for the privilege of prayer and for meeting us in this moment, even in this simple prayer time. You've met with us. So we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me, as I... As I am, let me just encourage you as you uh, as you go now into this week. Let you uh, I, know, I know we're gonna have another song or whatever, but uh, as you go into this uh, this week, first of all, let that whatever that is that maybe you're holding someone else's assignment, let it go this week. As I said, this, I don't need to I, I don't need to feel bad because I'm not doing someone else's thing. And if there's something that God has put on your heart, even in this moment, that is your assignment, spiritual gift, time-wise, prayer-wise, say, I'm going to take that up. I don't know what that's going to look like. I'm going to be faithful to that, whatever that is for you. So God bless you.